With the last of my strength, I pull something deep inside. What are you doing? Is, is that... Bollocks. What? Is this Mark Jones? Yeah. Date of birth, 24th March. Mother was Eileen Jones. Mother? This the council? You receive dental work at Kemptown Dental Surgery. Dental? What? Who is this? Hello, Mark. This is Professor Wanda Brinkley. Who? Professor Brinkley, the head of MIT's fourth dimensional research facility. So? What do you want? Mark, I'm calling to inform and congratulate you. You've been picked as the first pilot of the chronosphere. The what? That thing that's been all over the news? Yes, you've been picked at random from the pool of volunteers. Oh, yeah. I remember the email. I didn't think I replied. Nevertheless, I'm very happy to tell you that your name has been chosen. We can have a card to take you to London tomorrow to be briefed in full. Oh, but I- I've got a job on tomorrow. This is under the auspices of Parman Industries, Mark. We will compensate you for any lost wages, and frankly, you can expect some very tantalising sponsorship opportunities. Sorry, love. It's all got me a bit off guard. Say again what exactly this all is? Put simply, Mark. Six weeks from now, you'll become the world's first time traveller. Sorry, Mark. Found one in the nurse's station. Why is this being recorded again, Doctor? Nothing to worry about. Something as big as this all has to be documented. So, how are we feeling today, Mark? Alright, I suppose. In our last session, you were voicing some apprehension about the press conference? Yeah, well, don't like crowds is all. And is it public speaking in particular that worries you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a wuss or anything. Just that... I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I'm going to look pretty stupid next to all those eggheads. You've been chosen because, and I don't say this in any derogatory fashion, you're an average guy. What you're set to achieve needs to be an accomplishment, disentangled from governments and politics. I'm just not sure what you all want from me. Just be yourself, Mark. All they want from you is to be yourself. Good evening. It's eight o'clock and this is Ten with Rathburn. I'm your host, Georgia Rathburn. Tonight, I'm pleased to have with me Professor Wanda Brinkley, Head of Fourth Dimensional Applications at Harmon Labs. To her left is Dr Carol Lovell, Chief Engineer and Designer of the Chronosphere. And, always a pleasure, we have the owner and CEO of Harmon Industries, Richard Harmon. Good to be back on the show, Georgia. And finally, we have Mark Jones, soon to be, supposedly, the world's first chrononaut. Mark entered, with many other thousands, an online lottery to be picked for this illustrious position. No qualifications needed. 
a little unusual and a move that's brought much criticism from many in the scientific community. Richard? Thanks, Georgia. The truth of it is that the chronosphere doesn't need to be piloted, per se. We'll be doing all the work. All Mark has to do is hold on and enter the history books. With that in mind, we felt that the only fair way to decide who is that honour is random chance. Professor, many of your peers have accused you of creating a media circus around this experiment, all to dazzle attention away from sober peer review. Your response? I'm not performing this test for them. And their characterisation of you as a crank? Well founded. <laughs> Dr Lovell, you designed the chronosphere originally to study the effects of quantum particles on graphite. How do you feel about it being hijacked for this unconventional event? I don't see it as a hijacking. The intention of the sphere was always to facilitate a wide range of... I think what Carol's trying to say is that she doesn't mind lending us the keys for a couple of months. And Mr Jones, how do you feel about what you're being asked to do? Um, fine. And are you not scared? I don't know. Should I be? There's nothing to be afraid of. We know what'll happen at every stage of the test flight. The capsule will spin up to 500 RPM and Mark Jones will disappear, then reappear 60 seconds in the future. Becoming the world's first time traveller. And so you can't just stick it in reverse? No, of course not. And in fact, time travel is a bit of a misnomer. All we're doing is changing the resonance of the particles in the capsule so they exist at a far slower rate than outside, then realigning them at the designated point. So travel backwards would be... Physically impossible and, not coincidentally, rife with paradox. And going forward, what exactly are the applications of the chronosphere? Take your pick, Georgia. Sending radioactive waste a billion years away from us, sending terminal patients ten years into the future to receive life-saving treatments, we could even deliver surplus crops ahead to future generations. We want nothing less than to create a temporal society. Only time will tell. And now, this. Waste of time. Total fiasco. What did that accomplish? A bunch of hyperbole and nonsense. Harmon needed to reassure his stockbrokers. I think we're losing him a lot of money. You know what my physics teacher once said to me? Never let businessmen into your lab. But take their checks all the same? Jones came across as an idiot. Shouldn't have been there. He's a kitchen fitter, Wonder. What did you expect? At least he's easy to fool. No chance he would know about Luca. Keep that name to yourself. We're not fooling anyone, Carol. We're performing a feat without precedence. Only the foresight of history will accurately judge us. Maybe as murderers. Oh, don't be so dramatic. If it makes you feel any better, once we display the paradox, perhaps we will have to reconsider the concept of free will. I don't follow. Well, if we're right, then technically it has already happened, which means it was predetermined. It can't be murder when there's not a choice, can it? Trying to make me feel better, or yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been uh, heard for departure. Flight attendants, you may see to take off.
Would you like anything to drink? Just a sparkling water, please. Scotch. Well, I'll join you in that, Professor. Before I lose you to the lab, there's some people I want you to meet in Sydney. The facility's on the other side of the continent. I'll specify. Investors. And not ones that can just provide funding, but a lot of political favours. Australia's not the best continent you could have picked to build the final model. Powerful construction unions, steep import laws. I didn't pick Australia. The location has the right geomagnetic qualities. And how does that help the experiment? It's... it's not something you can say in words, specifically. You have to understand the maths. Well, not my field, admittedly. Hmm, possible. How's our boy getting on, Doctor? Mostly bewildered. A lot of anxiety with the pressure on him. Caro seems to be becoming a waiting factor, though. How's the shepherd's pie? Oh, uh, well, terrible. There's <laughs> something comforting in bad airline food. If it was delicious, I'd think we'd slipped into a different dimension. Yeah, but uh, we'd know. Everyone would have goatees. True. Oh, look. What's that? Right below us. Swallows, do you see? Yeah, yeah. Big old things, ain't they? Migrating to milder climates. Their ability to navigate is amazing. There's theories on precisely how, but uh, no one really knows for certain. That get you down? Not knowing why something happens? No, I love it. The unknown. I love a problem I can just climb into and get lost in. Well, sorry a chump like me is going to be the first one around your big invention. Mark, what you're doing is incredibly brave. Don't let anyone tell you different. I don't even know what I'm doing. At least I'm showing up all those teachers who said I was thick, eh? <laughs> let me out! Let me out! Stay still a while. Close your eyes. It'll pass in a moment. What's the problem? He's been in it all day. Just get him a glass of water. We need to reset. Got four more variables to get through. We're taking the rest of the day off. Carol, the schedule... See you tomorrow, Wanda. A, a little. The professor not going to be mad? Probably. The cow. Can you handle a drive? I want to show you something. Wow. I've never seen anything like it. Beautiful, isn't it? Shark Bay. Not many people get to come here. There's just a way down to the beach, just ahead. I ain't done this since I was a kid. Ah, <laughs> oh, I needed this. <laughs> What's all that over there? Looks like big mushrooms sticking out of the water. What I wanted to show you. Come on. 
Stromatolites, formed in shallow water by sedimentary grains. Takes a long time. Rude looking, aren't they? These ones aren't too old, but uh, not far from the facility. Before it was built, actually, an ancient beach was excavated that had fossilised stromatolites. Like these, but almost four billion years old. So, like the time of the dinosaurs? No, actually, when life was just beginning on this planet. Brinkley was running the site at the time. She called me in, had read my work in some journal or other, and wanted my input. Some think these are formed biologically by microbes. And given how old they can be, that would tie them in with the formation of life itself. The first spark. Wow. Heavy stuff, eh? Yes. How does it make you feel, looking at them? I don't know. Well chuffed, I guess. Yeah, me too, Mark. Uh, so at this dig was uh, this Luca there as well. What? Where did you hear that name? Just overheard you and the professor talking about him once. He seemed real important. Yes. Yes. So, is he your boyfriend or... What? Uh... Oh no. We should get back. Thanks for today. Chilled me out. No problem. I can't believe it's next week. I heard it's going to be live? Yes. Harmon said it should be broadcast for posterity. Just a coincidence, it's on a network that he has investments in. <laughs> yeah, well smart. So, I should... Ah, oh, right, yeah. Night, Carol. Good night, Mark. chit-chat, really. Could you tell me about the nightmare? I'd like to hear it. Well, all right. You're the doc, doc. It was pretty weird. I was walking around this sort of dark wasteland. Couldn't see barely nothing. The sky was full of fog, weird smells, sound of water bubbling, and I couldn't breathe. Kept moving around trying to find somewhere I could breathe, but I couldn't. Anyway, that's when I always wake up. Always? Sorry? You said always, this is a recurring dream. Had it a lot as a kid. Not going mad, am I? Most probably just anxiety. Very common. Was it reminiscent of an experience you had once? God, no. I've never seen a place like it. Like hell or something. Who are you listening to? One of Royce's sessions, just before we left for Australia. You don't think he could know, do you? Royce? Mark. What's going to happen to him, on some level? Of course not. Even if he weren't an imbecile. How could he? On a mimetic level, somehow? I don't know. Preposterous. Was that what that little sojourn to the beach was about? Trying to book his forgiveness in advance? Christ, you're a bitch, Wonder. Science was never pushed forward by gentle minds. Deep down, I want it to fail. 
I want the chronosphere to come sputtering to a stop, Harmon watching his shares plummet on live TV, you and I being shown up as hacks, and Mark to walk out of the capsule just a little dizzy and not knowing what all the fuss was about. Oh, that's the elegance of it, my dear. You already know it'll work. But it's a paradox. The math can't account for it. And four days from now we will make that paradox, forcing it to no longer be one, but rather a break in our understanding of the physics model like the breaks made by Newton, Einstein, Hawking. Brinkley. Just go to bed, will you? Good morning, this is Georgia Rathburn reporting live from Western Australia at the brand new Harmon Research Facility, very shortly to launch the first time traveller. I'm here with Richard Harmon now. Nervous, Richard? Absolutely not, Georgia. I have total confidence in the project leads. Just behind us, you can see Professor Brinkley and Carol Lovell in the control room. Out on the launch pad is Mark Jones in what appears to be a protective suit small oxygen tank on the back. He's waving to the control room before boarding the chronosphere. Some final adjustments being made up in the control room. Sphere seems to be powering up. Spinning faster. Strange light emanating from within. now on the clock. A mere 60 seconds, but for the crew here, and I'm sure those of you at home, it's feeling a lot longer. A lot of tension here in the lab. We're coming up now on the crucial moment here, and ah, seems to be some confusion. People are checking their readings, perhaps a slight miscalculation, but appears that Lovell and Brinkley are leaving the control room. Seems irregular. Richard Harmon is going over to them. Heated exchange. We may be able to... Frank, bring the cable round. I think we can get down there. What the hell are you talking about, Wanda? I want to know what's really happened. Don't make me bury you. I... Ah, uh... <laughs> Georgia. Uh, right now is not a good time. We're at a crucial junction right now. Professor, do you know what has gone wrong and the well-being of Mark Jones? The chronosphere has operated exactly as designed and Mark Jones is dead. I imagine that's your lawyer, Richard. What? Yes, okay, yes. I'm going right now. Not a word you hear me, you lunatic. Professor, do you know what has happened to Mark, and is he... He's Luca. I'm sorry? Luca, the last universal common ancestor. I don't follow. Show them the artefact, Wanda. I imagine we have enough time before the police turn up. Before me is a fossilised stromatolite. 3.8 billion years old, discovered only a few metres from where we're standing. When x-rays showed an anomaly, I had it cut into. The anomaly was right in the centre, 
There's a stromatolite formed. You can see it there, yes? Yes. Frank, can you get a close-up? Seems to be metal? Yes. A filling. Left rear molar, to be exact. The laser serial number identifies it as belonging to Mark Jones. Let me be clear here. You're claiming you've sent Mark Jones 3.8 billion years into the past? That's exactly what I've done. But you said before that travelling backwards was impossible, a paradox. Not anymore. We're proof of that. All of us. 3.8 billion years ago, the atmosphere was comprised of helium and hydrogen. The land was a thin crust of volcanic rock, the sea was bubbling and lifeless. Jones would not have lived long, nor would the microscopic mites living in his hair follicles or the more complicated bacteria in his gut. But the simple single cells replete through his decomposing body would... They would spread and multiply and evolve. We've long puzzled how or why life began, and now we know. I'm sorry, Professor. I think I can speak for most of my viewers when I say I don't follow. It means Mark is a part of all of us. Every person, plant and animal. He gave us the greatest gift. I only wish I could have made him understand just how important he was. Philippa Hammond, Lucy Mepstead, Robin Hodges, Mel Seary, Tigger Davis and Kirsty Linton. Written by Peter Gardner, sound recordist James Wingfield, post-production by Dan Scout. The episode was recorded at Nice Weather for Airstrike Studio in Paulborough. For more episodes and information, please visit the iTunes store or 2bitproductions.com. The Whisper, through the static.